Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, August 6th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And here we are, Coach, the final Olympic basketball podcast. We're down to the final four. We've got the gold medal game and the bronze game. Uh, U.S. is in, in, involved here. Your man, Luca, will be in the, uh, the mor- not the nightcap, but the morning cap at 7 a.m., uh, but some exciting stuff here. Two games slate to wrap it up. Are you ready? I'm completely ready. This has been a real fun Olympics, and we had a, a nice, successful uh, night slash morning, however you want to describe <laughs> the uh, the way these games play out, but very successful. Happy for our members. We had a lot of uh, really strong wins, and now we want to finish up you know, with a flurry here on these last two games that uh, really are – all everything to do with the medal you know what what medal are you going to get and somebody unfortunately is going to come out with no medal so this is this is a big set of games can't wait to just crush it again and then the awesome thing andrew boom we go right into the nba summer league i mean this is like basketball heaven so i I love it and definitely join us for that as well because we're covering it all dfs is going to have contests we're all over that we're going to be doing as regular podcasting, posting, everything that we normally do. So if you want to jump in with us, it's dfscoachtalk.com. You can join with several of our packages. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, we're going to jump in right this second, but hit that thumbs up, please. Subscribe, hit the little alert in the upper corner, because with all these different timings and things going on with our podcasts, we've got, like we said, today we finish up the Olympics. We've got NBA uh, Summer League, which is going to be phenomenal. We've got tons of baseball going on. We're starting some uh, short pods for baseball, then right into football. So we'd love to have you join us. Yeah, speaking of football, I watched the preseason game last night, and it was got the juices flowing again, Coach. I can't wait for football. But we need to finish strong here in basketball. And yes. the U.S. squad, speaking of medals here, this yeah. is their chance at redemption against France, Coach. Uh, and they're 12 and a half point favorites, yeah. total of 175 and a half. And just to give the quick overview, game two, Australia, Slovenia, the totals a little bit higher, 181 and a half with a, a closer spread, Slovenia favored by two and a half. So let's start with your thoughts on the U.S. as a big favorite here. Can they get some revenge against France and bring home the gold? Yeah, I mean, you got to give those guys credit and pop as well. I mean, they pulled it back together. It was looking dim there for a while. And here they are. They're on the precipice of another gold. And it can't be any sweeter. I mean, if you're the coach, you would think some some people would, would want to avoid the team that beat you because, you know, they obviously have your number, whatever it is. But not in this is, instance. I guarantee you from the coaching staff to each player – the fact that they would be able to beat France, who beat them in that pool play, uh, to win the gold would make it triply as sweet. So uh, I have to say, though, I, I know that you know they try to set those lines in Vegas, knowing that the USA is going to get way over bet in every scenario. But I don't know. Were you a little surprised that the U.S. got beat the way they did just a matter of like 10 days ago or what less? And now they're 12 and a half point favorites. That is a premium that you're going to have to pay if you want to invest on the U.S. side. I, you know, it, it's a tough spread, uh, maybe one to stay away from. 
I don't yeah. think I would bet on France. You could go U.S. on the money line because I, I do think they'll uh, end up with a W. Yeah, I, I love the the U.S.'s chances as well. I mean, we know France plays good D, and they're crafty, and they have some guys that can step up. But the way that the U.S. has been putting it together here the, in this week, I think uh, I think they're in pretty good shape. But the key factor now for Team U.S. is where are we going to look DFS-wise? What makes the most sense here uh, is the auto button, and I'll, and I'll be happy to go through the U.S., but I'd, I'd love to – to get your feedback because it really has this question has everything to do with the slate is Durant hundred percent plug and play cash and GPPs got to be in the lineup. If I have to pick yes or no, I'll pick yes. Okay. And is there anybody else in these four games that you would value as a higher, more important hundred percent roster spot than KD? Uh, another good question. If, you know, if I had to go yes or no, I would go, no, yeah, I value him the most, but there are a couple value plays that I really like yeah. that, that I want to lock in. Right. But, you know, KD has been on such a mission and we'll talk about his defensive matchup. I mean, I think Batum will give him some trouble and it won't be easy for him, but he has really put this team on his back uh, he's playing great. He's getting stocks every single game because he's so invested, playing yeah. the most minutes, playing hard. He wants this. So I, I do not want to fade him. Well, I, I agree with you on both of those. And I, I want to put you on the spot a little bit just because I want to get your true reaction because I've thought about this a lot, and I'm with you. I think, you know, we're always looking for the best way to finagle things and, you know, get some kind of medium bills where we're not going to have any low low numbers. But for me, I agree with you, Andrew. I think you look at his usage, and again, we've talked about this somewhat, but it's not close. I mean, he got 19 shots again, and we have one guy with six, with four, with nine, with ten. You know, I mean, there's just – he's getting the usage. He's grabbing those rebounds. He's getting the stocks. He's the only guy getting – even close to over 30 minutes. Drew Holiday's gaining a little bit more and more, but it's it's all about Durant. So as far as the, the Team USA goes, I think you just start with him. And yeah, you're going to have to find a few value plays. We could talk about some of those as we go. Um, for me, the second guy I'm looking at is the guy that really led my squad to victory this last go-around, in my opinion, and that was Devin Booker. I think his confidence level he, I think he had the most fatigue and drain of the disappointment of losing the NBA championship, the travel. It's all, it was all new to him. And I think it took him a while. But now, you know, seven for 10 from the field, you know, it's fantastic. Three for five from three, three for three from the line in this last game. You know, a really strong contribution of 20 points, uh, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, even a block. So, I'm on the Devin Booker bandwagon. I think he's showing a lot of improvement. The other guy I'll mention who I think is going to get a monster amount of ownership is is certainly uh, Drew Holiday. He's been, other than Durant, probably the most consistent player in these games all across the board. I mean, 11-8-8, you know, testing a triple-double this last game with 28 minutes. Uh, absolutely have to give him a second look. So, 
For me, Andrew, on this team, I'm, I don't have a super value play, but Durant's an automatic. The, the second two guys, which I'm, you can't afford both, but lean towards Booker with a, a little sprinkle of Drew Holiday in there is really where I want to go. You know, I was stunned, and I'll say this last thing and, and get your reaction. I was shocked that Bam only played 13 minutes the last game. And that, you know, he was always a secondary option in my mind uh, as a po possible uh, play. But that's gone because they're utilizing different lineups, playing small ball. And, you know, the Levines and the Middletons, you know, those guys are Draymonds are getting minutes. And I think they'll that'll be the same type of situation going into this game against France because they're certainly not going to employ the same strategy and lineups and minutes that they did in that loss. So the shakeup there with the addition of, you know, the three guys that came over from the, the, the championship series, I think is going to have an impact here. And that's why I like team us. Yeah. So I agree. You know, Katie, number one, Next options are Booker and Holiday. You know, Booker just a much better price on DraftKings. That thirteen hundred is huge. huge. The first lineup I built, uh, I was three hundred short on Drew Holiday, so I was disappointed because I would love to get him in there. He's been very balanced, involved, yes. big minutes. He's taken a step ahead of Lillard just in terms of overall fantasy point production. Oh, big time! You know, and Lillard's still more expensive. So, uh, on the main slate, those three guys are my favorites. Uh, I will say about Bam, you know, just looking back in that game against France, he did play 25 minutes. Uh, like you said, last game, big disappointment, and he has been underwhelming here recently. But I think this is a, a chance for him to get some more minutes to try to deal with Gobert. You know, at 6,400, he's playable for me. But with the bench, uh, I just don't think I, I will go there on the main slate with the, the key Americans with this recent, you know, nine-man rotation with – Levine, Middleton, uh, Tatum, and Draymond. Any of them could play well here and be solid, but a little too expensive for me. So I'm looking really at those four starters other than Lillard as potential plays. I agree completely, and I do think the U.S. remains overpriced for those mid-level guys. Yeah, they do. All right, let's talk about France with an incredible one-point victory over Slovenia. What a block by Batum to finish it out and, and avoid Amazing. the foul. That was a work of art, just amazing. You know, his fourth block of the game, uh, very critical piece of their team, you know, 33 yeah. minutes. And we talked about if he regressed to half of his production from the game before, he'd still be a right. valuable play. And, and that's what happened uh, approximately. And here he is again at 6,100 as a small forward. He's one of my key value plays again. Um, you know, he's not a big scorer. He'll hit the corner three. But with everything else that he gets, uh, I, I like him as an option here. I do think he'll spend time on Durant, and I do think that can limit him a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I think all things considered, he's gonna he's gonna be in my lineup. Okay. Uh, with the rest of the French starters, let's start with Fournier because he was really the key man offensively when France beat us the first time around. Uh, Drew Holiday was coming off the bench in that one. I think he'll get the start against Fournier. I think he'll make life very difficult for him. And I think Fournier is looking like a fade for me right now. Um, 
you know, he's the type of guy who will obviously spot up on the wing. He'll also penetrate from the wing and he'll get into the paint, but he's not as much of a, you know, start at the top of the key, pick and roll with Gobert and get on to a, a bigger defender. They just don't use him as much like that. They they like to run that pick and roll with DeColo and, and Gobert. Right. Well, the, the point is, I think Drew Holiday will have an easier time sticking with him throughout possession. So I'm planning to fade Fournier. Uh, if I was going to go with a French guard, it would be DeColo. I really liked how he looked in that last game. Yeah. Um, aggressive, getting his shot, getting to the paint. I don't think he'll go for 25-7-5, coach. Uh, he's playable at 8,000. It's, it's a little pricey. Uh, you know, we still have Ertl coming off the bench as a nice option at 4,700, the backup point guard. You know, his minutes were down a little bit in the last one at 14. Uh, but if you want to get KD and possibly Luka, uh, you're going to have to look at guys like that. And I think he's pretty solid. Uh, Gobert, you know, 8,400, a little bit steep for me. Uh, playable but not my favorite uh, TLC. Uh, we got to talk about, uh, about, about him 4,800 as a shooting guard. He had a good game last time, 22 minutes. And here's the thing. France was, you know, they went a little bit smaller against Slovenia where Yabuselli didn't get as much playing time in the second half. Right. And they had a lot of, uh, you know, three or four guard lineups with TLC out there. Uh, so, I think his minutes are, are pretty solid. We know that he's very volatile in terms of his production, uh, but I'm interested in him, in him as a possible value play. And then Fall, uh, backing up Rudy, is a, another punt play option, 3,400. Uh, if you want to go there for a value play, he's not big on production, but he's you know he's talented enough to give you 10 to 15 fantasy points. So he's playable for me. Um, but, you know, I, th I guess the key thing is planning to fade Fournier. What do you think about that? Do you, uh, do you agree that Holley will make life difficult for him, or do you think he'll just get enough volume to be uh, a guy that you want to have in your lineup? Well, the, the interesting thing for me is I have not rostered Fournier once in these Olympics. And, yeah, he's made me pay the price a few times, and he's had a really good Olympics. Um, I don't like him at all here. And, you know, if that comes back to bite us, it, bite, it bites us. But, you know, we don't come on here. People don't listen to us to give the, you know, the three top scores for all the teams. You know, you can look at the box score and do that yourself. But there are multiple reasons that I want to fade Fournier. Number one, watching him throughout his career, he has good games. But a lot of the time it's games that are they're way ahead or way behind or it's just he's not a closeout, down-to-the-wire, game-on-the-line player that I've seen come through all the time. So, again, no disrespect because he's, he's a fantastic shooter. Secondly, he beat the U.S. last time pretty pretty much on his own shoulders. There's no doubt that that, that challenge is going to be thrown to Drew Holiday starting and playing against him. It's going to limit his attempts, his percentages. I mean, he got 16 shots up again this last game and made half of them. I just think that decreases. I think that, you know, the U.S. game plan isn't going to be as much about the paint. It's going to be Fournier, the perimeter, taking away that three. And I, I think, in my opinion, he regresses enough to be a good fade. 
I don't think he's going to have a terrible game, but I think that there's going to be regression. So I'm with you. That could be somewhat contrarian because he has scored and gotten minutes and hurt the U.S. Uh, on other occasions. I just think it's a smart fade at his price, and I think there's other places you can go. Uh, I've been a DeColo guy all along since the last Olympics. I think he's a courageous player. 32 minutes the last go around. He's a difference maker for them on the floor. He's a leader. He's just plays so hard on both ends of the, the floor. And then there's old Rudy. I mean, I was tooting Rudy's horn, root tooting Rudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I said, I think he'll get 10 and, and 15 rebounds. He got nine and 16. So I'll take that. And you can go back and listen, because I'm not lying. I said four or five blocks and he got four. So that's the kind of game that you expect from Rudy. And that's the kind of game, you know, that really helps uh, get the deal done. And, and I think the lack of a true defensive center for the Americans, uh, I think Rudy's going to have a good game again. Now, here's the, the concern I have. The reason he's not going to be in all my lineups, I like him. He's going to be in my second lineup. He's expensive. But I do think I want to have him in, in one lineup because the rotation now with this lesser minutes for BAM and them and the state U.S. going smaller, I think you're going to see him able just on size alone, you know, if Durant's at center for that shift or whatever the case is, I think he's going to get that extra four or five rebounds because of that. So I think he's very, very good play, but not a hundred percent necessity. Uh, but I still, I really like him again, as similar to exactly what I said last go around. Um, you know, I think Yabaselli at that price, you got to have a, a flyer, you got at least one if you want the Durant and a few guys like that in there. And anytime it gets to, a guy gets 25 minutes, you know, he's active. You know, he can finish baskets and he can get some rebounds. He's in play for me. Uh, I agree with you on Batum. I think he's going to get a lot of ownership. I think he's dangerous player. I just, you know, my only hesitation there and why he's not a lock and load for me is, you know, we do know he can have, it wasn't a fluke, he can easily have games like this last one where he goes one for five and has three points. And we talked, you know, you mentioned it, we talked about the last time, even if his points regress a little bit, his ancillary numbers will lift him up. Well, you know what? They did, but it's it's a dangerous game to play of, okay, maybe he gets five to seven points, but we know he's going to follow up again with five rebounds, three assists, four blocks, one steal, you know, on and on. Yes, he has the capacity to do that, but periphery stats like that have to do a lot of times with being in the right place at the right time. There is a variance there that, you know, you happen to be in the rotation to guard the guy in the corner, and when the threes go up and you're in the paint there to grab the rebound. So, you know, I think he'll be in plenty of situations where he can get the rebound, get a block, do those kind of things. But to to put full in on that when you're talking about, you know, I, I call it the, the Draymond factor in the regular season of the NBA. Sometimes you can take Draymond – he can have zero points and make value for you. So it's great, but there are also times where you take Draymond and he has two points and those periphery stats are not there and you're dead. So it's a gamble a little bit, in my opinion, 
I like him. I like his price. I think he can be considered. Um, I like the fact that TLC is trending up 10 shots, uh, three for four from three. I've always liked TLC. I've always feared he doesn't get enough minutes. So a possibility there, because if he's over that 20-minute market is price, he's not a bad rosterable guy at all. But for me, it's 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 really Decolo, a huge value opportunity, and Yabaselli. And I still want some Gobert in my life with this, uh, you know, ability to to do some damage in the paint. Yeah, well said. And I like the comparison with Batum and Draymond with the peripheral stats. Um, the one thing I'll say is Draymond really doesn't like to shoot it often. There was that one possession in the middle round where he got the ball in the paint. He had a wide open layup and he kicked it out. I know. Batum, Batum will at least take the layups. Yeah, and he'll hit some of his threes. Draymond usually doesn't hit his threes, but but I agree that the risk is there that he just doesn't. He's not in the right place at the right time for those stocks. All right, coach, let's go to game two. It's Australia and Slovenia, seven a.m. Eastern. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, one eighty-one and a half. The total Slovenia favored by two and a half. Why don't yeah. you start us out with the Australian side? Yeah, I mean, you know what's the big thing here for me? I'm. I believe that you're going to have two aspects here. Number one, Australia is plays phenomenally hard and you can't get much more motivated in a game to say you either get a medal or you get nothing. And so I, you know, that is the thing, you know, how much do you have to motivate a guy? You want to leave here empty handed. So that motivation factor is in there, but I think that the deeper seated problem for them in this game they've got some veterans that this is not their fifth rodeo let alone first rodeo you know and losing to the americans by basically 20 points uh after having such success against them i think is going to mess with their psyche a little bit i think they're going to be a little down in the dumps uh i think i i personally think slovenia wins this game because i think being the fact Slovenia has never gotten an Olympic medal in basketball, Australia has been there, done that, silvers, bronzes, et cetera. I think that the advantage psychologically, and whenever you have a consolation game, and I I watched this by, you know, specifically in AEU basketball when I was coaching, it's it's interesting to see when you'll have, you know, maybe the two top teams playing in the semis, the brackets work that, that out that way and the other two teams are not as good, it just seems constantly when they're playing for that third-place spot, the team that lost to the great team to go to the finals lays an egg. I mean, it, it happens all the time. And no matter as a coach, I've even had my team do that. As a coach, you're telling them that, but what you're telling somebody and what's in their brain are two different things. So I'm, I'm going to be sort of soft on Australia here. I'm going to stack up a few Slovenians. Because I think their, I think their minutes will shrink a little. They really, really want to get the first medal for their country, and they had won 17 in a row with with Luca on the floor going into this last game that they lost. So, for all those reasons, and again, it's without talking about a single player. Is what's the mentality and how is this going to come in here? Patty Mills is too expensive now for me on this type of a slate. Joe Ingles has been you know, very mundane for his price throughout the Olympics. Again, nine, two, and two. I mean, that's not going to 
get you anywhere near value. You know, the guys like Delhi and Sobe and, you know, uh, all these guys just aren't strong enough. The only the two, there's, there's four guys and I, it's going to sound like a broken record from earlier, but for me, uh, I was surprised golden golden played as much. He did in the last Olympics. He was okay. But the guys that I'm looking at here are very similar. I think Thibel has to get at least a look, another disappointing performance from him. He's not scoring, not getting quite enough minutes, but I still think he's playable. Same thing with Dante Exum, you know, didn't blow the roof off, but the potential's there for him to do well. But that being said, the only two guys that I have a beeline for that I really want to get involved here uh, are the same two, Landell and Kay. I think when Baines went down in that prelim game against the U.S. and pretty much Australia has laid it out there, it's like Landell and Kay are getting all a lot of action in the paint. They're getting a lot of putbacks. They're getting a lot of, you know, uh, you're allowed to offensive uh, goaltend. They're getting a lot of those in there. And I just think those guys are steady. I think this is a good matchup for them. I think that uh, – at times, Slovenia has shown some holes in their interior defense. So, you know, again, I'll probably one-off this game or maybe just slight chance of two. But the only guys I'm looking at are Group A, Landale and K, and Group B, Thibel and Exum. Yeah, I like your description there of the, the mentality, and it's a tough position for Australia because they got punched in the gut by the U.S., and the way they lost, being up big in the first half and then getting blown out, that is a lot to recover from. So they've got to be questioning, uh, you know, if they have what it takes. And so I agree. I don't want to pay up for Mills or Ingles. Uh, Landell is my favorite here. Fifty five hundred is a nice price uh, for this value option. Um, K, uh, I don't like him as much because he's more expensive um, and he's not quite as athletic. We saw that in the last game. Um, but he could, you know, he could be more effective here against Slovenia. I think it's a better matchup for him. With the bench, you know, Thibel, I think, like you said, he's worth considering. A little pricey, probably. Exum, more likely to make it for me just because of his price and the fact he's a shooting guard. Uh, and then Golding uh, really came out of nowhere with those 19 minutes stacked sure, yeah. across the board. Um, you know, his scoring was mostly from his threes, but you know, nice stats otherwise. It's so at 3,500, uh, he's definitely in the mix for me. Okay. All right, Coach, on the Slovenian side, I'll just go ahead and start with Mr. Dragic. Uh, Got to wear this one because I uh, recommended him, and it did not work out. And it's like I said to one of our members, uh, it, was a, it was a horrible game for Dragic. I don't think it was a bad play. He played, you know, if – 29 minutes the game before, and he had 48 and a half fantasy points. Yeah. And for his price, uh, you know, I think it was a fine play. It just didn't work out. You know, he, he had everything go against him where he fouled a three-point shooter early. Then he got fouled on a three but only made one of the free throws. <clears throat> then, he, <clears throat> then he had that play where he was running over the opponent and, you know, they were reviewing it for whether it was an intentional foul. He just – he just wasn't in it. He just yeah. and so the the coaching staff recognized that and they gave a big minutes to Blazic and Prepolic. So, yeah, that's the thing. Some of these teams we've talked about throughout the playoffs, they'll change the starting lineup at the second half. They'll go with who's hot. 
that was not his day. Uh, so, you know, could he come back and turn it around? Absolutely. Am I hesitant to play him? Absolutely. Um, so that's the story on Dragic. Luca and Toby, what a nice combo they had. That was the other thing. Uh, Luca and Toby just ran the two-man game. They did. Uh, you know, most of the possessions. So the perimeter, the, the alternative options, uh, they just weren't getting involved, getting as many shots. Uh, Luca and Toby, you know, in that first quarter were awesome. And then, you know, Luca kind of slowed down in terms of scoring. Uh, you know, he got he kept getting dinged up with various injuries, the shoulder, the wrist. Uh, but to finish with a triple double and 18 assists, uh, just you know, there's Luca for you. Tremendous. Yeah. And I, you know, I think he's playable here. Like you said, they really want this medal. Uh 13-5 is a lot. Um, but there is a way to get him in. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards him as a, a second lineup, a GPP, uh, not the first lineup. And uh, it, you know, if you do go with Luca, you could pair him up with Toby because of that that synergy. Um, you know, he he loves to play the two man, two man game with Toby and and Landau. You know, is athletic enough to stay with Toby, but Toby has a little bit of size and strength on him. Um, so I, I think Toby can put up a decent performance. The eighty nine hundred though is 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 tough. So again, he's not my 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 first option. Uh, the other starters for Slovenia, Blazic, Chanchar, a little bit pricey for me. Decent players, but uh, you know, I'd rather, for example, go with Booker right in that price range at 72. And then Prepolic, definitely like his game also. He's a scorer, but he's been priced up to 7,000, which is tough. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so um, bottom line is nobody for Slovenia is locked in for me, Coach. Um you know, but Luca, I'm thinking about him as a potential GPP option. What What are your thoughts on the Slovenian side? Well, you know, Slovenia is my favorite team of the four for this uh, this card, and you know, probably going to be very contrarian uh, position. I just, for all the reasons I stated before, the shorter bench, you know, the chance to get the first medal ever for their country in basketball on down the line. Uh, I think they're going to be hungry and they're a fiery bunch. Uh, I'm going to probably have like three guys from this game, but I'm with you. I think it is necessary under the circumstances to build a couple of lineups. And I'm going to do that normally. You know, if you listen to us often, you know that I, I try to roll with one lineup. When I feel it's a situation like this, I will play a second, rarely a third. But, you know, I want to go little stack here with Slovenia and you can't stack. I mean, let's face the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, can I please stack Doncic, Toby and Chanchar? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Then you have no, no you, uh, you have to take a loan out for that one. But, you know, so the realistic thing in my stack is my two bills. I want to go Luca and two of the more affordable guys on this roster whether it be Blazic, uh, you know, again, Prep Prepolic has come up a little bit. You know, there's different ways you can go. But I'd go that way with Luca and two of the bench guys that I do think will get over 20 minutes or take the other approach. Then you can grab a Toby, a Chanchar, 
and then one of the cheaper guys like a Blazic. So, or even a Dimich, whatever. One of those guys I think you're going to have to pay down for a little bit. So I like, I think that that group of seven, eight players uh, will get decent minutes. I think it's a good matchup. I think they're going to catch a team that's just still and still feeling, like you said, punched in the gut. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a great place to go. I mean, Toby did that, those numbers, 23, uh, 8, and 2 uh, against the defensive player of the year back-to-back. So, you know, that's my point is if he's going to do that there, what, what can you bring forward in this game when you have, you know, Baines being out, uh, two guys splitting minutes at the, at the center, you know, there's going to be some continuity there that, that he's going to get some more opportunities, I think, uh, than he has in the last couple of games, and his numbers are still good. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying a lot of Slovenia. And then, of course, you know, the elephant in the room, Zoran. What do you do with Zoran Dragic? Two games ago, break slate, wins it for you. Last game, break something else, as in your heart, and kills you. So what happens here? I mean – I would love to be courageous here uh, and take him because I I do think he'll bounce back. I think the team, you know, they'll pick him up. They'll he'll get some minutes, but the risk is very simple. If he starts out with another brain dead game at the beginning and starts slumping, you know, they're just going to fire in Prep Preplich and these guys that that are going to take those minutes. So there's a massive risk there. I don't think he'll have per se, the, the game that he had two games ago when he broke the slate. But I think he can be a nice player to take uh, in a build that you're going to get incredibly uh, low-owned because I think people are going to dive off him like they jumped off the Titanic. So, uh, yeah, Zoran isn't – I don't quite have the courage for that, but I wouldn't blame somebody for wanting to give it a shot. And – if you're playing a GB, GPP build and you want to try to take something big down, he could be a key kind of guy because if he makes value and you have that edge uh, where most people didn't roster him, you know, he can bring you home. So you will see Team Slovenia and representation from top to bottom for me. I think this is going to be a good game for them. And remember, their games have been pretty high scoring. They get up and down. Uh, and I think this will fall right into that. Excellent. Well, if you want to see the final lineups across the board for us, we'll give out full lineups on FanDuel, cash lineup, GPP lineup for uh, the single-game slate with U.S. and France, and then we'll give out our clipboard on DraftKings for the two-game slate. So dfscoachtalk.com if you'd like to join us, and then after you join, we will send you an email, get you into our Discord, and then – you get access to all of our sports, of course. So tonight being Friday, you will have baseball lineups and weekend golf to play as well, Coach. I'm fired up. Yeah, this whenever we do this Friday pod, I you know, I say it all the time. I think the best day to jump on for our three-day pass is Fridays. Because you're you know, for here you get the Olympic basketball medal round. I mean, what's better than that? You're getting that weekend golf, uh, which they have great contests. We're all over those. And then all the baseball, I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the different times. Basically, between those three, 
Uh, and again, anytime you sign up for anything at Coach Talk, the three-day pass, whatever, you get everything we've got, every lineup, every sport, every everything listed in Discord, every podcast, everything we have content-wise at all, uh, you're getting. So bang for your buck. You know, Fridays are a great day. You know, just uh, jump in there, click the button on, at DFSCoachTalk.com, and we'll throw you right into Discord so you can start discussing all of that because – you're going to see quite a few lineup posts with all three of those sports posting uh, tonight. So uh, jump aboard. We'd love to have you. And uh, we're getting hot. And the next time I jump back on this weekend, will be I'll be back in Texas, um, and it will be NBA Summer League. So we got everything going, uh, and we'd love to have you. And we appreciate you listening in to us for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And if you have any questions, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can find me at Language Olympic. And uh, do subscribe to the channel, please, If on the way out. If you haven't already on YouTube, hit that alert button so you know when these podcasts are going to post. And that will do it for today. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>